1: listen to the Discus Laria Collective Podcast. I'm your host Warren, here with Glenn um, for the first time on this podcast. Anyway, we're going to be discussing AEW Dynamite. Now, we all watch AEW. um, Myself, Glenn, Daryl, we all keep up with it. Um, We just decided while we are first starting off the podcast, we'll just stick with WWE. One, because you get three shows a week. We've got a lot of pay-per-views now leading to WrestleMania and so on and so forth. But... um, yeah, a few people on Instagram and stuff were like, "Oh, yeah, we should cover AEW, give our opinions on it." So, decided, why not? And it's coming up to a, a pay per view now. Anyway, at Revolution on the seventh of March. So, may as well jump in now. So, um, so yeah, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, to open the show, we had John Moxley against. Dolph Ziggler Jr. or whatever, I was about to say,
0: budget Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Holy yeah. shit. I was
1: literally about to say
0: that. I was waiting on you to go, oh yeah. So, uh, first match, uh, and then I'd be like, yeah, budget Dolph Ziggler. Holy <laughs> shit. the way he got dropped on his head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He dropped
1: on the back of it. Yeah, he did. He, um, it was it was a good match, like it was pretty, pretty quick. It was just showed you that John is out to prove a point. He's not having any other dealings with anybody else. He just wants to get in, do his work, and get that exploding barbed wire. Uh, that match now at Revolution with Kenny Omega, so yeah, he just made a holy show. The Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth. Um, but yeah, he just like, don't get me wrong, obviously, it it did make it's nothing to do with Ryan Nemeth around. It was just forget it could have been anywhere in anyone in that match. It was just John Moxley getting a win, getting a dominant win. It was almost like he was trying to choke him out first in a guillotine, then hit the paradigm shift, deadly looking to be honest. And then afterwards, the main meat of this, though, the main meat and potatoes, I suppose, was the savage promo Moxley cut after. He sat down in the middle of the ring on a chair, had the mic there, and he was just like... In the AC Slater pose. Really? the AC you know. Slater pose, yeah, exactly. Spun around Powerful the chair. Powerful stuff. Arse backwards on the chair, and he was just like, look, I don't care if I have to crawl through the muck, the barbed wire, I'm going to get to that um AW World Championship. I need it. I'm addicted to this sport. I'm addicted to this business. It was just a great promo. And then as he turned yeah. around and said, like, like I put up a post about it on Instagram, earlier. It was just the delivery it was just it was just real. He doesn't come across as John Moxley, a character, a debt wrestler. It comes off as someone who legitimately is just this is this guy. Like I know, obviously, yeah. his real name isn't John Moxley, whatever. But I mean, he comes across as just an average Joe who just loves wrestling. Like the way you have Eddie Kingston is in a way, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, his promo delivery is just insane. Like it's it's mad to think like even in even when he was in the Shield, obviously his promo work was great, but yeah, savage promo and. It got me pumped because I was thinking to myself, as he, the way he worded certain things, it was almost like he was saying this match can legitimately retire people. Like and yeah. obviously if they do it to the extent of like the old FMW in Japan and stuff, if they do a crazy death match for a balls and I think it's going to be slightly watered down. But again, I, I'm open to be proven wrong. And even we'll if see is, forehead
0: cuts and a lot of moxley bleeding, maybe. Um, yeah. I think. But to set up uh, if you wanted to do a fucking um package video, yep. you could legitimately just turn that promo with John Moxley in the middle of the ring into a black and white aesthetic filter, yeah. and that's all she wrote that yep. was one of the best promos I'm not even gonna say this year um I think that was one of the better wrestling promos of the last decade,
1: yes. Yeah. I'd agree with you It was just so well Delivered Everything he said yeah. Had a place And I almost felt like Jesus if he goes out there And he doesn't win And he has to like Hang up the boots He's given it as all That's the way it felt mm-hmm. It felt like Pardon the pun Double or nothing It felt like he needed to Put all the chips down And go for it Like you know what I mean So no. I really enjoyed it Great start to the show as well um, After this then We had the first tag team Match of the night Brian Cage and Ricky Starks um, Against the Varsity Blondes Brian Pillman Jr Griff Garrison Savage kind of tag team match yet. Uh yeah, very run of, much. run of the mill, like early kind of energy from the varsity blondes to face team. Uh Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison getting in some great offense. And then we had a tables torn at one stage with Brian Cage. He hit an absolute sick powerbomb to the, Onto the ring steps. Post. Yeah, it hit more. Hit... It
0: looked like the steps went up his arse. Like it was yeah, so... he, he
1: looked in so much pain. So yeah, Brian Cage <laughs> power bombs, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. into the ring post and in turn. There's Nowhere else to go but down, so he cracks himself off the steel steps, and you can see him clutch his leg straight away. So, I'm hoping obviously it's it's probably just a dead leg to be honest. The way he fell, but um, it, well, it, it looked, looked like rough.
0: that type of silent pain that you end up in when you've taken an absolute fiery hole dump at the end, <laughs> and you can't even scream because everyone's asleep, and you're just like, <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, that was. I, 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 I winced, I went, Oh, yeah, it was oh, a sick one. No.
1: Yeah. Really <laughs> um, uh, Shivani on commentary as well alluded to staying being in the building and we might yeah. see him tonight. Um eventually then we had um Griff Garrison had a like I suppose the hot tag moment where he jumped in, kind of cleared house, but uh eventually yeah uh the, the bigger team was gonna win always really yeah. so Starks cut him off and then yeah Brian Cage I think took the win. He um, yeah, he, he was he was fucking um boy set correlation, your man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was good for the cool spots as well. there was actually it was it was a really good tag match in fairness, and that's the thing. Yeah, like obviously lately it's just kind of Cage and Starks feuding with Darby Allen and Sting in like small little segments week in week out. But yeah, it was a good, solid tag team match. And then after the match there, we had like a like a video package play, and it was yeah. um, Darby Allen in the body bag coming out of body bag in the desert. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Smiles at the camera. Lights go out. Sting's here, and yeah. then he pulls out the the body bag and opens it and in it was actually Taz's son hook yeah so that wasn't was dead uh, yeah it wasn't Darby uh, Allen so that's class and, and then, then obviously well, he points 22. up to
0: the rafters which yeah. I think has to be fucking spot of the spot of the day and Darby Allen is just up there comes yeah. down on the zip wire real fucking nostalgic like this is just elevating it's, it's super gimmicky and obviously it's a trope from fucking nearly 20 years ago but like ah yeah. oh, can't can't uh, emphasize enough how much you'd pop just to just to be there for something like that again like it's just super cool super hokey but it was yeah but excellent.
1: it was really well done yeah the fact that it what I like about Sting and AEW is that he's not coming into a main event title picture and trying yeah. to pick up uh, uh, like not in talent but not like not helping put anybody over do you know what I mean just coming in and win yeah. the belt like the way you see Goldberg and Lesnar obviously that's the way WWE do things it's good to see AW not doing it that way so there's yeah. your freshness there's your something different and as much as people say like oh it's a retirement home for WWE guys and this that and that, i can I can see where you're coming from but it's really not they do yeah. so much work with the with the talent that's there already do you know what I mean I like, think by this way Sting could have got involved at the start of that match and then you wouldn't even see an a tag team match happen do you know what yeah. I mean? if that but was why the one didn't happen know, until it was after it was finished, like yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Darby Allen jumps down from the raft, as he said, takes people out with the skateboard, and then uh, yeah, we're looking forward now to that tag team match. Sting got a few moves in actually as well, hit the stinger splash and a scorpion that drop on um, which call him Brian Cage. So, yeah, yeah. C- good to see. So, hopefully, you now d- that
0: I I do hope you're right, that when the match gets executed, we actually don't see um. Darby Allen just get hockeyed around because he's the endurance star. I actually think we should see Sting due to show his age and get battered and have Darby Allen do the hot tag. Come yeah. in as the fresh, fresh guy because AEW does a very cute thing where it doesn't rely on the size of the dog and fight, but the size of the fight and the dog. Like which, exactly, yeah. you know, it's fucking is. It's such a good realistic thing as a as a short man myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking it gets two thumbs up from me, guy.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, are right. Yeah, they they don't rely on that. Yeah, they don't rely on. I small. He's gonna get kicked around. So yeah, the, if if that was the case, he wouldn't be TNT champion, I suppose. So. Good to see, good to see. So then after this, then we'll just steamroll through it because we've already have to do an NXT review, so we're not going to spend too much time. <laughs> yeah. And it's late now. It's nearly 10 o'clock at night. So um, after this, we had Jake Hager um, against uh, Brandon Cutler. This um, this was mainly just kind of the, what would you say, a, a, pl- a place smack, I suppose, or whatever you want to call it. It was a placeholder for the feud that's going on with Jericho and...
0: Um... The young looks exactly that's what it was, yeah. So, yeah, we got, we got like a, it was a decent pace match to be fair. And yeah. and and uh, Hager hitting the fucking the almost swinging deadlift Germans, excellent. Yeah. Um, he's, he's always been a good, big athletic guy, hitting big the big boots and fucking big hoss, yeah. So, yeah. seeing him getting the shine um sucks for your man because he was getting smashed over, but obviously, um, it's set up for the end of
1: the match, yeah, yeah, it just kind of lead it into Santana Ortiz and Wardlow. then. They came down, beat down Cutler in like, almost like, oh yeah, this is what we can do. This is this mob mentality we have. Look out, Young Bucks almost. Um, speaking of the Young Bucks, they cleared the ring. So they leg it down. Yeah. Clean house. They, everyone just legs it pretty much. And then it shows the, what you call them? The Titan Tron. And it was, they called out Jericho and MJF. The music hits, yeah. but then it shows you a clip and it's Jericho and MJF backstage. And they're saying like, yeah. we're not going to waste our time, which is like, why would we, we have a tag team toilet match, which is at revolution. We don't need to, but we did see this guy. One well, um, for,
0: for the context at the beginning of the show, we saw, um, the young books father, uh, was taking like pictures with yeah books at, at, at their, at their, at uh, their, stalls, like at their post or promotions. Yeah, so try, at the like beginning, it. yeah. Like it set up the idea that, Oh yeah, his dad is here type of thing, you know, and, and, and obviously given the climate and COVID nights, it, it had some significance, so then when we got into the
1: uh, the post match yeah, shenanigans. I suppose, yeah, that's suppose, yeah, I should have touched on that at the start, yeah. But then it was it, MJF and Jericho, they actually had um what you call him, uh Papa Book, I suppose. Uh, the young the young book's that they're out there beating the living shit out of them. So the chap was busted open. He had this ridiculous expression on his face. Obviously he's not an actor, he's not a wrestler. It was just funny to see though. Know? Yeah, his face was just like his eyes were closed and his mouth was just pure gape, just catching flies. It just looks very funny. But um, yeah, they they threw him into the into the trailer. He smashed the blood then, I suppose, off each kind of young buck's face. Almost the, like one of them each little of
0: the Jackson Young Yeah,
1: it was really like, Oh, yeah, there's a little sign. And then the young Bucks hit the backstage area. And um Jericho and MJF fleeed then from the arena in the car. Uh yeah. really good segment again. Again, you're thinking like, are oh, these boys have this is gonna be like a proper fight now on, on the pay per view. Do you know what I mean they're yeah. not gonna take that lightly? Obviously, them attacking that. Eye. So yeah, really good, and again, it adds another kind of facet of what can happen now with this, this pay per view with these two teams. Like,
0: so I, I, I genuinely want to interject with uh, Randy Orton should take notes on how to batter the Miz and John Cena's collective dads because <laughs> that's how you do it. Jericho and MJS Heal work on that one, especially the little theatric with the blood on both of the Jackson, exactly, lads yeah, kind yeah. of faces and stuff, like you know. Blood in, blood out, and all that. That was fucking deadly. I was like, "Ah, oh, Jericho, you bastard! I love a, I it. I love really every good, second yeah. of that." Yeah, so uh, you know, really it's, good
1: segment. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just great. It just proves again, like Jericho, he, he, he's no signs of slowing down. Really, he's just so smart. Do you know what I mean? And obviously MJF is another future star. Like he already, he's getting there now. Whatever. But um, mm. yeah, it's just, just amazing. And looking forward to that tag match now. I personally hope the books don't drop the titles, but whatever, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> So after this, then we had uh, another singles match. Then we had uh, Hangman Adam Page against Isaiah Cassidy. Um, so this was basically big money. Matt has been trying to get uh, Hangman Page on his side and stuff like that. So that continuing this feud, I'm not going to go into the whole field, obviously, because you can watch it yourself. So yeah. um, solid match though. Yeah. Right um, yeah. He um, kind of, Adam Page was like, the big guy in the match I suppose even though they're both fairly really close and so this um, he dominated Cassidy for the early part of the match then eventually then my Hardy interjected um, and started working Hangman's arm which in turn then Isaiah Cassidy started working the arm uh, to, mm. pre- to prevent the bookshot Larry stuff like that it was a really good kind of solid, solid singles match standard TV kind of standard TV match. So they're nothing out of the ordinary, but um they had the whole element like oh the dark order right there in Adam Page's corner so it's looking like he's gonna be 100 percent dark order and stuff like that. Um eventually then what you call him Adam Page hit the dead eye but one arm hmm. which was deadly looking to finish the finish Isaiah Cassidy off. That was great though because it's one of them things where like you're working the arm all match. So what's the point in then even hitting that bookshelf area it takes it away from all that work that's just happened. So we exactly. ended up switching up, hitting the dead eye finisher instead. So, really good. Yeah. Um, Eventually, then, after the match, then, once Adam Page picked up the win, we had uh, a promo then from my Hardy. You could hear him. You couldn't actually see him. I don't know. Maybe if you stand in the crowd, I know he, he went backstage and stuff. They were doing a thing where it was like, oh, where is he? They were kind of looking around and stuff. But he was actually yeah. just obviously behind the, the Titan. Yeah. So he came out then anyway. He was like, I'm going to uh, destroy the Dark Order. I'm going to take them all out one by one. And he started off with uh, number five Alan Angels he brought him from the back and then fucked him off the table or fucked him off the uh stage. Stage, Jesus, yes, fucked him off the stage <laughs> onto the, <laughs> the table. Savage yeah. little little part as well. And then that kind of ended that segment. Really good though. I, I actually like the whole big money Matt? gimmick he did it in TNA as well. I don't really mind it. Something different.
0: It's yeah, we've had we've had the you know broken Logan um for a while and i do think that this is a refresher on like i do like version one and two and stuff will always remind me of like the first singles matt run that we got and unless matt's a heel beating the shit out of his brother or beating the shit out of someone like that this this is the best the best gimmick for him that isn't the fucking the delete delete you know so yeah um yeah really really good
1: really, really yeah good. I'm dying to see now what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Is he genuinely going to be able to take out some more members of Dark Order with the likes I of know. Private Party? With him, he probably will. So, yeah, look forward to it. Um, so then after this, then we had another Women's World Title Eliminator match. This has obviously been going on the past few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So we had Nyla Rose against Britt Baker. Um, I suppose in in a in a in a match that kind of shocked people, they went at Nyla Rose going over, which I I don't I don't mind. I just honestly thought it was Britt Baker's time. Yeah. But, uh, or whatever. So this.
0: I think they can pull the trigger on Baker though. Like they they can. Like that can be that can be an immediate main event push for a singles championship run. Yeah. On on a whim, like I'm not gonna say a Jinder Mahal type thing, but like like the way Orton can just get a toilet picture shot, you know. I think yeah. Britt Baker will will end up there. Oh, yeah, she has the
1: talent to begin with. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and I think I think although you won't know until it's all said No, I actually think they made the right call here just purely because of the fact that like Baker is marketable and I think if you wanted Rose to be marketable you actually have to get her to win
1: yeah um, that's true both
0: girls put on a hell of a show though.
1: that was really, a really good match yeah.
0: really strong showing from them. like even even any of the sloppy stuff absolutely outclassed by the by the strong stuff like the fucking some of the bumps and some of the hits they were they were getting each other away were excellent
1: yeah and again it was another kind of one of them matches where you, you walk the bigger person's since- Limb, you know what yeah. I mean. To, to stop them, obviously overpowering you, and that's what Brit Baker did. Walk the arm. Although it was back to back with the other match, it didn't really feel like it was back to back. Um, it was it was, it was pretty, very well. Done, she like. kept
0: trying to hit our, our, our submission.
1: Um, yeah, the lockjaw.
0: And it definitely like it may it made Rose look really strong because she kept just powering and powering and powering out, but it also looked like that you know fucking took its toll on her too. Like so that's yeah. that's good that's good ring psychology from the pair, don't it?
1: It is, yeah. It was just really good, like bell to bell. There's not much to complain about, and mm. obviously Rose now seems to be like a fully fledged face. Especially against Britt Baker because she's just a a heel, obviously to begin with. Usually, so mm. yeah, they had a little a part at the start where she was. Oh, i sick of fighting her already, and she went out had a tantrum, came back kind of thing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah she was kind of like pissed off that she kept being overpowered, and then eventually, then yeah, walked the arm, yeah. and then yeah, eventually, then what was it? There was um, the final part of actually was pretty good. The like the final little back and forth. We had like a crucifix bomb by Britt Baker, then we had uh, a big power bomb from neither no, Rose, and no. she couldn't get the win either, so when once she kicked out, at first I was like, oh Jesus Christ, we now, might see, this
0: is a it did, we discussed this on the NXT episode where we said, oh, the finish of the match should have had an extra finish, aggression
1: Yeah, this is where it belonged yeah, true, true, and that's exactly what happened pretty much, because eventually then Rose took the super kick, and hit a second power bomb for the win, so yeah, solid match put Rose oh. over a big time, obviously as the big, the big beast Literally, that yeah. you, it's, she's hard to beat, and she needs to be hard to beat, especially like she was AEW Women's Champion at one stage. She needs to mm. kind of get back to that status. So, yeah, it's really, really good match, solid match. I wasn't expecting it to actually stand out that much. It's like, and it's not me being like, oh yeah, I'm not a fan of either wrestler. It's not necessarily that. It's just if you're thinking of the overall bracket and who's left in the tournament. Like, I mean, ideally, I don't want to see Nyla Rose win it. Because obviously if she's built this big beast, it's it's hard to t- topple that like. So but um yeah. yeah, no, it is the right choice, I think, maybe, yeah, going forward. And oh, I, I my pick for the whole tournament is Tundra Rosa. I hope she does win it. Um Yeah, some, uh... yeah or, although they could pull the trigger on one of the Japanese stars, they could do it again.
0: I don't know. You see, with the crossover at the minute, like the Japanese stars are always a a touchy subject for a lot because of how fucking like fan adorned they're. True. Um, True. And and in terms of like marketing, they it's 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 a little bit more niche than your than your generic, you know, big wrestler or your generic, um, pretty one or whatever. And I do think that when it comes to that, you need to have that be a consistent work that built up thing like I'm not saying all the Japanese stars need to be like Asuka who were like impervious for fucking months and months on end but um, definitely given like a a very specific set of feuds and a very specific set of storylines to run with before they're given a a, a nice lengthy title run and you know I I do think that some of them are just like it sounds a bit ridiculous but I think some of them are too talented
1: (laughs) yeah no I know what you mean I do know what you mean Um, (laughs) and as you said at the start of that though the fans being too, I suppose, adored to certain things. Like, you could get the biggest Japanese star in the company. And the fans, although you will get your hardcore fans that will love them, whether it's mm-hmm. online or in the arena, the majority of fans usually are the casuals. Yeah. You know I mean, and especially with AEW ticket prices, they're fairly low. Do you know? What I mean? They're fairly cheap ticket prices, which is deadly, obviously. Don't get me wrong. 100% if I lived in America or lived close enough to the 80's place, I'd be there probably every week. <laughs> but, um, Like, 40 quid for a ticket for a pay-per-view. That's insane that that's is unreal real value like that's that's cheaper than a house show in Ireland to go and see WWE like so for 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 context um quality not equaling um
0: price or quantity in that case because if i had the choice of some of the house shows i know you or i have seen yeah. versus an AEW show on an average week yeah i'd take the AEW
1: show yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so um yeah but but anyway yeah looking forward to now the the next week or so to see who's going to fight Sheida now for that Women's Championship so either way mm. I, suppose, I suppose I guarantee a good match because is like world class really she really is Um, and I feel like the likes of her and Rio as well like Rio was the, the Women's Champion at one stage as well I feel mm. like she doesn't really get mentioned a lot but whatever we'll see what happens Um yeah, we'll move sorry. on now anyway Um, so main event time and we had an insane match ah uh, oh, dude this, so was this was fucking excellent it really was so this match was to get into the face of the revolution ladder match um at the revolution pay-per-view um, it was Ray Phoenix against Lance Archer obviously they were they were tagging together for the past kind of few weeks and they had yeah. a little altercation backstage at one stage as well they were getting interviewed and they kind of yeah. had a bit of a scrap so this obviously led into tonight because th- they both think that they're world-class and they deserve to be in that match rightly so I honestly do feel that Ray Phoenix could be the best cruiserweight in the world right now Um it's don't get me wrong I'd, actually, be, I'd
0: absolutely agree with you to be honest
1: yeah. and like especially now like if you look at New Japan uh, Hiromu Takahashi he's actually recently just he, he relinquished his uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship today because he's injured so right now mm-hmm. I suppose yeah uh, Ray Phoenix probably is the world's best cruiserweight and Lance is yeah. not far off probably one of the world's best big men for the stuff he can do in that ring He's uh,
0: The athleticism. Like if I if I could think of a big man dream match that didn't need to be for a title and just for for glory, ego and 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 status for the win, just a once off, I'd say Keith Lee and Archer in a match oh, together. Yeah. In a fucking um three out of two or two out of three falls match. Two out match. of three falls that, match, yeah. Fuck man. That's that's money. That yeah, is money right there. That's the uh, thing, like
1: he was just so good and his moveset is insane as well, because obviously huge fella, massive yeah. man. He has massive man power moves, but he also, as you said, the agility, the athleticism, the man possesses. He yeah. does that, like obviously he's he's been doing it now a while, and it still doesn't get old. That like the, yeah. the tightrope walk into the moonsault. For someone Incre- of six, seven. Incredible.
0: And, and the fact that Phoenix is a good foot short on him as well. Like, he, yeah. he, he was able to eat that and, he, and and well. Like, if we can talk about, you know, boat lads being really good at, at executing the wrong moves, we need to give a specific fucking amount of credit to Phoenix in the case of when he took the finish. Yeah. I genuinely, like, I watched it twice, right? So, this is no word of a lie. I watched it twice while was on my lunch day. I genuinely thought that. It was almost look that he didn't land on his forehead. Yeah, and then and then when I watched it, it's a very fucking specific set of things he has to do with his body to land so flush, at the last possible turn. Literally, that's, yeah, the last that's second. That's not that's not executed by Archer like that, or that. That's like it can't be executed that way because the guy who's fucking doing the flip has to actually bump clean. Yeah. Holy shit! Like this, he needs to fucking he needs to. Ah, oh, go on, such a tear, man, and uh, yeah, he, he as me he, he that was we were talking about the rewatch match. That was match of the week to rewatch out of all yeah. the all the wrestling so far this week.
1: Oh, that's definitely, yeah, definitely match of the week for me so far. Anyway, obviously, yeah. as we said, yeah, we haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I can't see SmackDown top of that match. That's <laughs> oh. that, that's insane, like. And we had obviously the Clash of Styles, huge big man, smaller crews away but my God, they they gave it a go anyway. Like, obviously, they and they they both had as we were saying about. Yeah, man's offense, Lance Archer's. You've seen a lot of um Ray Phoenix's offense and that balls-to-the-wall luchador style that you yeah. don't really get anywhere else unless tight it's rope it.
0: run. um oh,
1: running. fuck that, that <laughs> absolute... What would you call it? That suicide he did or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah, that fucking tope. And he went flying. That, that momentum he generated doing that. And that's the, yeah. that's the definition of someone who's not afraid to hit the ropes and not afraid to put their body on the line. For a match, like I mean, so yeah, it was serious. It was it was mainly obviously Archer dominating, and when when uh, Phoenix did get the upper hand every now and then, it was quickly back to Archer yeah. ragdoll them, and rightly so. Obviously, it, it wouldn't be believable at all if Phoenix had him down. Do you know what I mean? Consistently, of course, yeah. Um, like, but but uh, well, they yeah. did, like you said, they both gave it a very fair show, and very fair shake, and I think the right the
0: right result was had, and um, for where we're at the minute, like.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, I Like, and the, and the way the match kind of finished, where you had like, like that moment where um Archer pounced, did the pounce with it, they come across the ring at each other, hit the mm. pounce, hit a huge choke slam, and then that insane fucking razor's edge bomb, the Blackout, as you said, yeah. the ability to turn your body at the last second while falling from that like that height, because obviously Lance Archer, Lance Archer is about yeah. I think six seven, and he's holding yeah. it up over his head, that's. That's not some sort of like, oh, it's only about maybe three or four feet up the air. You are so high up in the air. And the turn your yeah. everybody at the last second to, to land flat like that, it looked amazing. And just, yeah, they they literally went to the time limit, you may as well say, because the second that match finished, AEW was off the air. But yeah. Um, yeah, Archer gets the big win. And then he goes on to that ladder match. Um at AEW Revolution on the 7th. So yeah, hell of an episode of AEW. Literally. Uh, Phenomenal. Yeah, standard. sorry AJ. Yeah, yeah, start to finish, insane episode. Um, match after match, it just kept getting better. It felt like, do you know, what I mean? Yeah. it was just such a great build. It's almost like when you're playing SmackDown versus Raw GM mode, and you're trying to put together yeah. a real good show to get maybe one star to five star as you're going in the match. So you just throw everything
0: at the end the kitchen sink at the wall, like yeah,
1: literally. Um, I I
0: think what what we take home from from that one is that they just pulled out all the stops but they didn't need to add in any extra fluff. Like there was no like, well, there was one or two small segments. I I, I think my biggest criticism of AEW as a whole, because um, I know we haven't ever touched on this um, on the show, yeah. but I do, I do think my biggest criticism is that their their self-promotion needs to be toned down just ever so slightly. Sometimes it's, it's distracting from what's going on in the matches when I'm just constantly reminded of what the next thing is, the next match on the card, next match next week, next match on the pay-per-view. Like, it, it's it's you get inundated with it and then it's it's hard to actually keep up like let the stories kind of tell themselves yeah. because I do think that like I immediately know what you know what will be happening now with the with the feud between young Bucks and Jericho say right yeah. so I, I don't actually need the poster to be shown to me three times like no. so that's that's my harshest criticism isn't the wrestling isn't the wrestlers the performers it's just that like production value thing, um, and we've discussed like nuances like that about WWE before. And I, I, I do think toning it down would help them. But yeah. holy shit, pillar to post, excellent show! Best, best, best show, in my opinion, of the week. Yeah,
1: so far. I'd agree with that in fairness. I'd agree. Um, it there was no bad match, there was no match that felt they would place everything, every single match forwarded a story. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's what I suppose is the beauty of wrestling as well. And funny you should say about this promotion, I literally just got an email there. I'm gonna to try to show it to you. It's from Shop AW. It's like buy the new AW Revolution T-shirt. You can't really see it, It's like backwards. It's mirrored, but that's gas. I no, I
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing that I did on Tuesday. I think it was when when we had. Um, I don't even know what it was. I did it. To. Was it was a Charlotte again on me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Me, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's a forehead tap. AW, chill your promotions out let your wrestling do the, do, do the talking yeah you're course. already better than WWE this week you don't need to fucking you, you don't need to hammer home the point I really <laughs> get it. we'll eventually buy you our merch
1: <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe maybe you'll send us a freebie
1: yeah yeah no great episode though anyway, and I'm looking forward to now next week and then obviously the pay-per-view is going to be a banger hopefully it just has so many good matches on it so we'll probably actually run down maybe like a little review like a preview of that maybe next yeah. week next week's uh, AEW we'll do a little review or preview sorry of um, yeah the aw revolution pay-per-view but yeah yeah overall uh hell of a night of wrestling across both shows but aw yet yeah, show of the week so far uh and so hard push to beat
0: it to be honest it was, a, it was a big fat four and a half stars uh for me uh which considering not one wwe midweek tv show has done that i think what was it did that vengeance day yeah has 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 got i think that was 4.3 i think i just rate right as aw higher than the vengeance day <laughs>
1: Fuck, well I'm standing by it, it was looking excellent What a mark no, <laughs> no, uh, and I know it's deserving, yeah it was a great great show though, start to finish um, yeah. So what we'll do is, yeah we'll call it a day then on this um, We'll upload this and then We're also back Friday um,
0: Or Saturday, not only for Smackdown but for my quick bits Oh Have yeah Jesus some...
1: Christ, yeah on Friday yeah,
0: Better so... hit you with that fat style
1: it's, it's Thursday today, so yeah, we're we'll back tomorrow. So doing um, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little quick fire, quick fire round with Glenn. He gets to pick the um the topic, and then if you've listened to the past few quick fire episodes, it's usually say like, oh, name your top five this, name your top ten this, and the whole idea of the quick fire thing is that whoever's picking it knows what they're talking about, and they obviously have the little advantage, I suppose, going into it. And then the other person who's involved has to think of their top five or top ten or top whatever. In that set amount of time, we try not to go over 15 minutes. We try just keep it like, all right, off the top of your head, who do you think is the best wrestler? Stuff like that. And uh, Yeah. yeah, obviously, it involves, it ends up invoking some sort of emotion. sometimes like when I was nearly crying that like, I didn't pick Finn Balor and me top wrestlers but uh, yeah that's the joy of H- it so that's the fun H-
0: of it. Hook line and, and sinker and I wouldn't mind that was uh that, H- wasn't even one I pre- <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even one I prepared for you knew what your man wanted a yes. yes. week ahead
1: exactly you, you, knew,
0: you knew you knew and I didn't so that was yeah yes. this one this one's going to be a very simple and straightforward one and I don't think you'll have any trouble or regrets with it whatsoever Um. But uh, I I do think it's one that we've covered on a personal note before, so I think the audience uh,
1: will enjoy it. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So yeah, we'll be back tomorrow then, doing a quick fire episode. Glenn leading the charge on that one. Uh, once again, I just want to say thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you if you're enjoying what we're doing, hit us up wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow, um, rate us, review us, whatever the fuck you can do on them kind of websites. And then yeah, because you or- can't you can't
0: like and subscribe unless you're on YouTube.
1: Yeah. We'll, hint, we'll, hint. Yeah, we'll be on that soon enough, but um, we won't drop that content just yet. But um, yeah, so yeah, wherever you whatever um, you get your podcasts, give us a uh, follow, give us a, a rating if you can. If that's a thing that happens, um, and then uh, yeah, share our content if you like it, um, get your friends who like wrestling to give us a listen. If they don't like wrestling, let them, let them listen to us as well. Anyway, they might be like if, do you, if they what?
0: don't like if they don't like wrestling, let them know you're not going to be their friend. And if you don't have any friends. We're Watch you. wrestling, we're yeah. your friends
1: now, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hit us up on the socials as well uh, Instagram, Discus Laria Collective, Twitter, The Discus Laria. So, yeah, and shoot us a message over there. Uh, me, Warren, I do run them anyway, so I'll message you back. We'll be we'll become uh wrestling friends, and then you I
0: want you, to- fucking nerd,
1: <laughs> and then uh, yeah, give me some ideas to talk about on this podcast. But um, yeah, until tomorrow, then we'll call it a day and we will see you later. See you later.